cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Welcome back to Cult Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Tabella, and I... Let me just fix this mic. It's going to make a noise. I'm trying to be careful. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Hi. All right. Hi. Welcome to Cult Podcast. We've got a real barn burner today. I'm so excited. I know nothing, and I'm just sitting <laughs> here it waiting. Was, it was great. Um, so we kind of teased this a little bit last week when we talked about cults uh, trying to gain political power. I would say this is the most blatant example of yes. that, at least that I found currently. So why this cult? Uh, just to give you a heads up, uh, today we are studying the Science of Identity Fellowship. Uh, yes. Yes. So um, this is a real fun one. Ever since we started talking to friends and colleagues about doing this cult, we've started getting emails text messages um, basically just from people being like oh I have a cult for you mm. it's my favorite thing in the world Yeah, that like now I talk to people and they're like hold up I gotta tell you about weird shit like it's so good it's coming out of the woodworks it's fantastic I love it so this one came from a friend I told him about the podcast and what we were doing and he basically was like you know what I used to live on Hawaii I think there was a weird cult there I'll see if I find anything. And then he texted me back just like a handful of names. I typed them into Google and it unlocked Pandora's box. Like oh this cult God. is insane. Yes. This one is also a little tough. Um, so there's not a ton of information written about this cult, except for a few key members. Most of the information we have from them, because they're very, very secretive and routinely lie to people about like who they are and their practices. Most of the information we have comes from former cult members. This is a cult where former members have been very, very vocal, a lot like Scientology, where they will tell people anything. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'll tell you all about this crazy cult. Um, and normally I would, you know, take that with a grain of salt, except that so many of their stories interconnect and kind of corroborate each other. So what I have is a mixture of the things that we have actual facts and actual proof about and um, stories that seem to come from multiple places, um, corroborated by multiple people. So the leader of this cult is a guy named Chris Butler. He grew up in Hawaii, um, and he started out as a member of the International Society of the Krishna Consciousness, which we know better as the Hare Krishnas, um, in the late 60s, uh, before he splintered off into his own sect of what he calls Hinduism, although it does not necessarily follow traditional Hindu tenets, in 1969 to 1970. And he renamed it the Science of Identity Fellowship and settled their first headquarters in Maui. In the early days of the cult, it was pretty loosey-goosey. According to many former members in the early to mid-70s, the cult was just an endless cycle of like surfing in the morning, dropping acid for breakfast, worship, yoga, and then more acid. Just lots of acid, which I feel like that comes up a ton. Oh, yeah. We see so much acid. So much acid. I'm starting to think that there's a link, maybe. Like, mm. maybe don't do acid. You'll end don't, up in a cult. Yeah. Don't do acid. You'll end up in a cult. Don't do acid if you already think it would be cool to wear a bunch of matching clothes with a bunch of other people. Particularly orange or red Particularly robes. orange or red, which does come up. Of course it does. <laughs> it, it does. It goes hand in hand. It's the cult favorite. The early days, they were, I would say, fairly harmless. It's it's a lot kind of like early, early L. Ron Hubbard when he was still, like, before Scientology, when he was just, like, 
yeah, let's write a bunch of science fiction books, do a bunch of drugs, and sleep with people. Like, it's kind of like that. Okay. Um, it wasn't until the mid to late 70s that the cult really started to solidify their set of beliefs. Essentially, what they believe is uh, being very environmentalist, um, super vegetarian, but even... I'm out. <laughs> right? <laughs> Me too, though. Fuck that. Like, what? Not even chicken? Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, but Those are my favorite vegetarians, by the way. The ones that are like, I'm vegetarian, but I eat fish and chicken and eggs. <laughs> like this, No, bitch. This, you only don't eat beef, basically, yeah. at that point. I remember running into a girl in high school one time who was like, I'm a vegetarian, except I eat hot dogs and hamburgers. And I was like, so you... You eat the worst meats. That's like the girls that are like, I'm a virgin because I only take it in the ass because oh. I'm saving myself. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I've never like robbed a store, but I'll burn down a school. <laughs> like, it's just it's insanity. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, I just thought it was hilarious because she was just like, oh, no, chicken and fish are terrible. And I was like, not for you. No. And she's like, no, they just taste terrible. <laughs> like it was. That can be true. It was. Pre- yeah. I mean, if you do it wrong, <laughs> purely based on taste, which I thought was funny. Um, so they're very, very, very strict vegetarians, not vegans, but vegetarians. They're even more anti-homosexuality. Like that is their big thing. That's so that's. That doesn't all go together. No, not necessarily. I mean, like, I don't... They're the only people I know, I think, that are like, don't eat any animals, especially not pussy. Like, I think, <laughs> don't think that that's really anybody else's game. That's They're in it to win it. They're also anti-illicit sex activities of any kind, which they define as any contact outside of a heteronormative marriage. So, hmm. yeah, like, kids aren't even... And I say kids, but teenagers aren't really allowed to date Those whippersnappers. Those whippersnappers. Uh, They aren't allowed to date much. And when they do, it's primarily within the cult, and their dates are usually cult events. So... This sounds a lot like more... Well, like... More like, cults. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you're thinking fundamental Mormon- Mormonism. I know, I know. Yes. Well, but, I mean, it sounds like a lot of... Um, hyper-conservative cults. So, yeah. like, uh, all of your fundamentalist Christian and Mormon cults. Right. Um, where there is, I'm sure, a very basic version of this that is not as scary, where it's like, we do yoga and eat lots of vegetables, yay. Um, it's when you get into the, like, you know, restriction of who you can see and who can't you can't see and who you mm-hmm. can talk to and who you can't talk to. That's when it gets a little dicey. Um, they're a lot of their dating is a lot like the courtship of like a conservative Christian cult or I mean, or a conservative Christian sect, I would say. Um, so, uh, these views would get more and more intense over time, which is a little weird. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, Chris Butler, the guru, he has a real guru name with way more consonants than there are members of this cult. So I'm not going to (laughs) bother with it. I'll call him Chris Butler. Um, He produced his own public access TV series called Jagad Guru Speaks, in which he would express these views and ridicule other religions. Now, here's the crazy thing. So you and I, after hearing those lists of religious tenets, immediately both went to, okay, extreme Christian cults. That is how we... Okay. He hates Christianity. What? Hates it hates it like there are multiple videos of him online like slamming christianity and being like they don't know god they have no idea and i'm like bro you're like one steak dinner away from from being very similar (laughs) so um it's it's interesting he kind of the longer the cult developed it became less and less about any sort of traditional hindu or even traditional christian view um, and much, much more about just his whims and basically what he thinks the cult should be doing. That becomes the basis of this cult, which is tricky. That's that's a thing with any cult, actually. You know, the longer it progresses and the longer you're only hearing from one person, the creepier it gets. The more culty it becomes. The more culty it becomes. It's kind of a self-perpetuating <clears throat> cycle. So in the audience of that TV series... 
you can see Mike and Carol Gabbard as active participants, as well as other cult members of this time. Um, this is very important. They will come back later in a big way. Mike and Carol Gabbard. Mike and Carol Gabbard. Got it. This would also be the cult's first foray into film and TV production, but definitely not their last. Cults love they themselves love in TV making production. TV production. Movies, TV. Movies. I, I feel like... Your cult starter kit comes with just like a camcorder, orange robes and a camcorder. <laughs> it's it is insane how many people. And I mean, even like L. Ron Hubbard had a film studio before Scientology even did, mm-hmm. where he would try to film space movies. Like it's so common. Like the only thing more common among cult leaders than videos are like yachts. Like a ton of <laughs> cult leaders have yachts, but even more of them make videos for some reason. So this is also around the time that they founded their down-to-earth natural food stores. Now, these are very important. They still exist to this day. Um, They are very vegetarian-specific. And for a long time, in the early days of the internet, they actually ran a huge vegetarian forum online um, with message boards and took it down because commenters discovered it was linked to the cult and started commenting. So they just trashed the whole thing. So, Down to Earth Natural Foods is largely a recruitment exercise for the cult. Like, yes, it also makes them some money, but largely, it's just to find new cult members. Um, Most of the employees at the stores are also cult members. There's rumors of them relinquishing their wages to the cult or working for free as an act of devotion. However, you can't prove it. Like, if it is the case they're doing it through back channels... As far as the government and their tax records are concerned, they pay their employees. Many people remarked that the wages in the stores are actually really, really good, um, provided you weren't giving them to the cult. So if you get to keep your money from working here, you you make a decent amount of money. Um, What's it called? It's down-to-earth natural foods. They're largely based in Hawaii. On Maui. On Maui, but they have stores on every island. I have a friend who lives on Maui, Julianne. This is your call to action. I need you to go. I need you to photograph. I need you to try to get recruited and see what happens. Report back. There was a very, very, very interesting account um, from someone who was a former employee but not a cult member. So they don't only hire cult members. They'll hire other people in hopes of converting them into cult members. So she worked there for a while kind of developed a crush on a co-worker. Um, they decided to go on a quote-unquote date, and he basically just took her to cult meetings as a date, and they dated for a couple months. She's like, I, I kind of got, you know, to see the cult uh, until finally one day. That sounds like one of those uh, pyramid schemes, you yes. know, when someone's like, I have a really good business opportunity exactly. for you. Exactly. Don't take exactly, it. Exactly what it was. And so... <laughs> She finally, I guess, asked him one time, uh, so are you allowed to date outside the cult? Because we're, we're hanging Don't date out. a cult member. Yeah, don't do it. No better. Do better. <laughs> do better. Um, but he replied, the men are, but the women aren't. What? Yes. Which is crazy to me. So, but again, you know, strikes me as some of the much more conservative cult sex where men have much more leeway than women sure. do. It's, it's very common. Um, so allegedly men were allowed to date outside and then kind of integrate their wives or girlfriends into the cult. Women were not, but he said some of them did, but it was considered like a mark of shame. <laughs> like you, like you were slutty if you were dating outside the cult, like regardless of how conservatively you were dating outside the cult. So I found that really, really interesting. Yeah. That'll come up later again as well. They do hire outside, but they use it to bring people in. Uh, They're specifically picking young and attractive members to work in the store. So if you're already in the cult and you want to work in the stores, many, many accounts said that they would pick kind of like the youngest and prettiest to come work in the stores to attract people, kind of almost in like a flirty fishing kind of way. Ooh, flirty fishing. Flirty fishing. We'll get to that on a later episode. Oh my God. That's a good one. But. Um, essentially to kind of like, you know, lure people in, in a way. So they're a hot cult. They're a hot cult. That's also kind of common. That's super common. Very, very common. 
if you are in the cult, it's considered kind of a duty to work there. So while they may still be paying you, it's kind of expected that that's the job you'll take. Like, if you're going to take a job outside of the cult, there's got to be a reason. You know, either, like, you're not skilled enough to work in the store, not hot enough, or you can do something better for the cult. So in a way, you almost have to prove that you're a better asset working somewhere else, hmm. which you can be. And there's evidence of that kind of later on in the cult as well. Um, I pulled up the store's website because, of course, I did. Yeah. So they claim that at entry level, they offer $10.50 to $13.50 an hour, which $10.50 is federal minimum, but $13.50 is well above not only federal minimum, but it's above California state minimum. So entry level retail at $13.50 is not too shabby. So that, I mean, if that is accurate and if that is what these people actually make, pretty solid. Um, But they note for supervisors and quote, those who take on additional responsibilities that we offer, it's 13 to $16 an hour. They do not define what those additional responsibilities are. Flirty fishing. Well, (laughs) so what I think, because it says supervisors. Well, that's true. So I'm thinking that they're like a supervisor or a shift lead. And that's kind of their, Mm -hmm. how they're saying it. But I read it also as somebody like, hey, supervisors are those who want to join our cult. Well, right. But then they have to pay that difference probably to the cult anyway, don't they? Well, it is interesting to note a couple of the accounts that I read said that they give about 25% of what they make to the cult. 25? So if you're making 16 bucks an hour, 25% puts you right back in that entry level. <laughs> Did you like, see brain. that sad math <laughs> attempt like, happening? Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, so 25% of 16 is four. So that would put you at $12 an hour. So it would put you right You're in the middle of that yeah, okay. minimum wage range. So I think that that makes the most sense to me where they're like, we'll pay you this because we know we're going to get it back. Right. Yeah. Which would put everyone in the 1050 to 1350 range. Okay. Unless you're a supervisor who's not right. in the cult. Um, they heavily stress on their website that they offer, quote unquote, development programs. That's always, anytime you see like leadership retreats or development no, programs, run. run. Lululemon. run. Yes, Lululemon. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Cafe Gratitude is another one. Do they one. do it too? Well, yeah, probably. I think, I, think they do lad- I think they do Landmark Forum, which we should cover on another episode because Landmark Forum is yes. a whole rabbit hole of craziness. I love Cafe Gratitude, but I cannot stand that ordering process. I am liberated. No, bitch. I want your <laughs> zucchini noodle salad. That's no, what I want. I just want quinoa. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Scientology does this as well. well sure. They do it kind of a different roundabout way where they, they will approach businesses and be like, we want to train your people. We have a leadership and management program. And they offer it to them at, quote unquote, a discounted rate. And so people who are like, well, I want my team to sell better, will do it not necessarily realizing that it is like full-blown Scientology. So. Wow. But Landmark Forum, very guilty of this. Yes. Um, They stress that two of the job perks are, quote-unquote, learning about health and how to live a healthy lifestyle. That's probably true. I mean, it's a vegetarian store. Very yeah, possible. You're going to learn about that. Going to learn about that. Uh, and then also quote unquote, working in harmony with your values. Yeah. If they tell you what your values are, I mean, possibly I mean, unless your value is like, I do not right. kill animals. I mean, then yes, that yeah. would be in line with your values. It's very vague. It's one of those things where if you read it with the mindset of this is a cult, you suspect everything. You're just like, oh, no, they are out to get you. Right. But if you don't, like, if you didn't know this was a cult, you'd be like, this sounds great. It sounds awesome. It sounds like there's a lot of career mobility. It sounds like they're going to promote a healthy lifestyle. They offer cooking classes. Oh, kind that's of within nice. the store. They offer retreats. Mm. Retreats are always dicey. Very red flag. There's a lot of like yoga retreat that it's like for $1,500, we'll cleanse your blah, dee, dee, blah. Not good. So um, that's kind of where we're at. It's it's very standard crunchy granola cult fare. 
um, but also super anti-gay and very restrictive. That's what it doesn't, it doesn't add up. I know. Like typically when you got crunchy granola people, they're like, what is gender? Right. Who is, everything is love. Right. God is in all of us. <laughs> it's a lot of that. And then not here. Here it's like, you know, yay, yoga, but also no gay people. And we have to yeah, worship this guy named Chris. Not, no, that doesn't yeah. add up. It's dicey. So, according to many former cult members, um, there is also another recruitment tactic that people had. It's a little unusual. I only found a couple listings of this as far as accounts. And it was uh, that people would take in foster kids to indoctrinate them into the cult. That's terrible. It is. It really is. It's not okay. It's not okay. Um, People cited that it was, like, one lady who would do that, but she had, like, ten foster kids. Mm. So, as far as I know, it was only that one lady. It wasn't, like, a widespread, like, you should go out and do this. But that was one lady's response to, we need more cult members. This cult is reportedly fairly small, although they span three or four different countries. They've got a base in Hawaii, and then we'll see here, they found two more bases. So uh, it's about the early 1990s where Chris Butler's paranoia kind of starts to emerge. Cult leaders tend to be very paranoid. We see it with a lot of them. Like Sai Baba got very paranoid towards mm-hmm. the end. Even Costanzo, super paranoid. Our, and our also, homegirl Sheila of the Sheila, Sheila was super paranoid. Yeah. She was paranoid and poison happy. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Um, so uh, many of these accounts citing his paranoia also refer to drug smuggling. Again, super common mm-hmm. in, in many, many cults. Got to fund it somehow. So they alleged that they were smuggling money between the cult's Hawaiian base, a new outpost in New Zealand, and potentially even involving the cult's school in the Philippines. So three different countries where this cult has an outpost. Uh, The school in the Philippines is a strict boarding school. It's a place for cult members to send their children or for adults that are new to the cult to go for intense indoctrination into the cult. So if you want to, like, jump into this cult feet first, you go to this school. If you're born or raised in this cult, you go to this school. They send their kids away. Boys and girls are kept completely separate while being forced to listen to many, many lectures, usually taped by Chris Butler, which detail both homosexual and things he deems illicit sexual acts as basically like, don't do this, but I'm going to tell it to you in detail. So, um, Hmm. many former students who have since left the cult cite their time in the school as the cause of struggles with healthy sexual relationships as adults. So it's, it's a little sad. That Um, is so sad. Yeah. They also, I mean, like many cults, but I mean, like most notably Scientology, they have a pro, uh, a, what's the word I'm looking for? They have a policy of disconnection. So okay. if you leave the cult, you leave your family. So there were multiple people who had left the cult and their family was still in, you know, and <sighs> just the level of anger they have towards this cult is incredibly sad. I mean, some of them, specifically one guy that I found online, essentially has devoted his life to bringing them down. Like, wow, like bad shit happened to you. Yeah. If you get out of it and you're like, fuck everything else. Yeah. I'm going to take these down. Yeah. Um, So this school also only taught cult tenets, not actual schooling. Oh, my gosh. They have no education. They have no life skills. I mean, this is something we see a lot in other cults. And it's interesting to note, too, that some of the more higher ranking members of the cult didn't send their kids there. You know, they educated their kids other places. They sent their kids to real college, hoping that they would grow up to do something else out in the world. Like many cults, it's almost as if they have a class system within the cults where you're breeding a whole generation of people that will just continue to work and, you know, keep the cult going. But then above that, breeding a system of people who will go out into society to then further the reach of the cult. Right. 
And so those people need to have life skills. It's very rough. It's rough. Some of these students that I found online came from the New Zealand outpost in Tweezel, New Zealand. <laughs> T-W-I-Z-E-L. Tweezel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tweezel. So that outpost was founded during this time. They went to New Zealand, or at least they claimed, they initially claimed they went to New Zealand uh, to expand their burgeoning production company. At the time, it was called Tea Leaf Productions. They went there to film a feature film called, quote, The Lost Prince. As far as I can find, the film was never made. There's no record of that That's film a shock. ever being finished. Um, they've changed many names, Sunset Studios, uh, Ninjai Gang Studios. How do you go from Sunset Studios to Ninjai Gang? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's widely believed that many of the films, quote-unquote, produced by the cult were actually money laundering fronts for drug smuggling. This doesn't surprise me at all. No, of course um, not. Most of the projects I found from them, and by the way, if you want to go watch these on YouTube, please do, because they're amazing. Um, they're all incomplete. They're like teaser trailers for projects that never really happen, or like, you know, they're small videos, six, seven minutes, things that you wouldn't necessarily need a whole production company for. Um, but they essentially got their start recording his lectures and then branched out into other stuff. They've produced many projects and I am super excited to tell you about oh, them. I can't wait. Uh, so the, my favorite one I think that I found is car is called karma Kula mystic warrior because of course it is karma Kula mystic warrior karma cooler <laughs> Carmen. I, I, in immediately, I just hear karma, 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 cool, mystic warrior. warrior. Yeah. Uh, not a great name. No. I feel like had this gone through network, they would have been like, can we just call it ninja? Like <laughs> just something else. Um, karma Kula. So karma spelled like karma. Kula, K-U-L-A, colon, mystic warrior. Okay. So some Hawaiian flair to it. Some Hawaiian flair to it. I get it, it now. Um it seems to have been filmed around Hawaii, which was kind of interesting, or at least that's kind of what it looked like. It looked like kind of the hills in Maui, but parts of it were likely filmed in New Zealand, New Zealand as well. Yeah. Um, it's cheap to film there, I guess. It's super cheap to film there. Yeah. It's actually more expensive to film in Hawaii. So I would think, I think so. In part, that's maybe why they took their quote-unquote production company there, knowing that it was cheap to film there. And so they have kind of a good cover of like, well, why are you here in New Zealand to film? Well, it's cheap to film here. You know, the Hobbit yeah. was made here. Karmakula Mystic Warrior was filmed 11, 12 years ago at this point. So, like, okay. 2005, 2006. Um, it is a web series, but it is largely teasers for a larger web series that doesn't exist. Ah. Um, I found one full episode, but the full episode is six minutes long. <laughs> The teasers are about 40 seconds each. Um, it stars Chris Butler's son, Sida Bellord, who, according to many, many former cult members, is obsessed with Star Wars. It is very obvious in this film. But I can't tell you how many comments I found where they're like, oh, fucking Sid, he thinks he's Anakin. And apparently talks about midichlorians and shit all the time. So from, like, people that know him. Yeah, yeah, for people who, like, grew up with him. They're like, he's just a normal kid walking around acting like he's fucking Anakin or some shits. Oh, my God. It was the best. This, is, this was my favorite discovery during this cult. In these films, he plays a samurai warrior. He uses a samurai sword like a lightsaber. Like, not like an actual samurai sword. Like, I remember, I, like, the first couple clips that I watched, I was like, his sword is super weird. Like, it looks familiar, but not quite right. And I'm like, what is it? Like, what is he doing with that sword that is just odd? And then when I kept researching, people were like, oh, he's fucking obsessed with Star Wars. I was like, oh my god, that's it. He's using a katana like a lightsaber and it is. That doesn't work. No, it just balls to the wall <laughs> insane. Here's the best part of these videos. They do not skimp on the gore. Like, oh. In the, I know. Typically with a cult video, especially like 
if you see Scientology videos or um, like some of the like landmark videos, they're all just like you know people on horses and mm-hmm. like people looking at the sky, beautiful it's settings, super boring. Uh, this is like a lot of crazy green screen uh, and cutting people in half and cutting ninjas' heads off. It's oh. fucking fantastic. Like I said, I cannot tell you enough to go watch these movies. And what would we search for, pray tell? Just uh, the- if you type in Karma Kula Perfect. into YouTube, tons of stuff will come up. Karma Kula, YouTube it, people. Yeah, Karma Kula. Um, and then the uh, on Vimeo is the one where I found the full episode. Again, under the Karma six Kula. minute one. The six minute one. Um, Does it have a plot line? No, no. I mean, it kind of does. Story arc, anything? I mean, it it has, like, snippets of a story. It has a story the way that, like, a movie trailer has a story. Okay. Where, like, you're going to hear bits and pieces, and you're like, oh, I'm going to guess that this is going to happen. Like, if I saw a movie trailer for, like, Captain America, it would say things like, to defend his country right. and the world. Like, so it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. But it's supposed to be a full episode. It's supposed to be a full episode. <laughs> Uh, it's also him narrating. So he's like, my journey had been long, but who'd have thought that fighting a demon would be a straight shot? And you're like, what? 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 I saw no demons in the rest of the film. Okay. At one point, uh, like, if you're still debating whether or not you should drop everything uh, right now and watch these on YouTube, um, episode one contains the line, and it was so crazy, I had to write it down. But it was, and I quote, these assassins from the islands of the Japans had been a thorn in my side for too long. (laughs) Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, like, I had to rewind it because I was like, I'm sorry. Of the Japans. The islands. The islands. Of the Japans. Of the Japans. Because for a second I was like, well, Japan is an island, but there's only one and right. so even if you were like the islands of Japan, I'm sure there's some tiny islands off the coast. Probably. Probably. I think Okinawa. I know fuck all about geography, so. <laughs> um, so I was but like, I know there's well, not more than one Japan. So, yes, I rewound it four times to be like, he says Japans, right? Plural. Plural Japans. <laughs> he definitely does. Yeah. It's fantastic. So there are a lot of those. It's, it's a lot of him playing with swords. And being like hurting a demon, blah blah blah. But then there's no there's demons. no demon to speak of. It's mostly ninjas. He also his catchphrase seems to be "You reap what you sow." Oh, so he'll like kill a bunch of people, like the crazy eighty eights, and kill Bill, and then at the end be like washing the blood off his sword and be like, "You reap what you sow." And you're just like, "What does that even mean?" There were no lines it? in this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. There's like four lines in a six minute film. It's awesome. fucking brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> it is like, I'm going to show it to people at parties now. Like, oh, good. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, but that's not even the craziest thing they've produced. So Sunset Studios, which is what Tea Leaf Productions became, also produced Wailana yoga videos. Oh. As well as Wailana's music videos. So Wailana is married to Chris Butler. I don't think that she's Sid's mother i'm not entirely sure people were not fully clear on the relationships within this family uh but why lana if you're gonna watch one crazy thing on youtube today make it this uh so why lana is i would guess in her 60s maybe even not what i was expecting yeah but she has had butt tons of plastic surgery like (laughs) like to the point where her face does not really move the way a normal face does. Uh, and her music video, Alive Forever, is a revelation. Like, it is the most discordant, bizarre, auto-tuned bullshit that I have ever seen. That's my favorite kind of music. It's so great. Um, but it's... The funny thing is, like, the longer the longer they have been pretending to be a production company, they have also gotten good at it oh like it's shot extremely well and these were done in like 2015 so they're a little more recent 
but they actually look really good. And you're watching them and you're like, well, this would be gorgeous if it wasn't insane. Yeah. Um, they're seven minutes long. Her That's songs longer are than a full episode long. of Karma uh, it's, Kula It's longer Ninja than a full Warrior, episode whatever. of Karma Kula Mystic Warrior. Mystic Warrior. Um, I can't play it live on, on the podcast because they're very litigious. Oh, I'm sure. As, as a cult. Uh, but if you are looking for something to make you feel good, like especially Yoko Ono, if you are listening... <laughs> And you want to listen to something that makes you feel great because you're like, yeah, people make fun of me, but I am not as crazy as this lady. My music is actually listenable. Uh, this lady, oh man, it's, and there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to the music. There's no chorus. There's no bridge. It's just kind of, it's like she just kind of sings things in a and then it goes nowhere and then there's like a minute and a half of music and then she's like the world is alive (laughs) just like i am not kidding that's exactly what this is like and it's just her on a cliff waving a shawl it's transcendent shawl is always an excellent touch it's a matching shawl and, and she's clearly had her cheeks done, too. So she's, like, trying to smile, but it looks like it hurts. Oh, no. It's, ooh, it's a rough one. <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah. Okay, I'm excited uh-huh. to see it's that. It's fantastic. I will show you as yeah, soon as we me. finish recording this. Yeah. I was tempted to, like, pause the <laughs> pause the episode, play it, and then have you just talk about your reactions if you want. Sure. Yes, let's do that. Okay. okay. So, Marie, uh, how'd you feel about that? Guys. <laughs> Paige was not lying to you. I have, there's a lot of conflicting emotions going on. I am scared. I am invigorated. I am terrified beyond belief. I'm motivated. <laughs> I don't know what I feel right now. I don't know what I'm motivated to do exactly. I don't know. Okay. I'm not quite sure what the message is other than like you had said, beauty is fleeting. Yeah. I think think... it's basically beauty is fleeting and you are more than your body. Yeah. But like, Like I I just said that in like five seconds, not seven minutes. I think that is what it means, but it's also, okay. First of all, it's very well shot. Extremely well shot. It's a beautiful video. Beautifully done. Yes. That being said, if she was really a believer that that was the case, Here's the thing. You see this a lot around in L.A. where older women have faces that don't move. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But, like, that was an extreme case. Yes. And I can't figure out if she just has a weird bone structure. No. She's no. had work done. So much. It's it's yes. a lot of Botox. Look, it's a I lot know of a thing Botox. or two about Botox. And <laughs> that is a fuck ton of it. It's a fuck ton of Botox. She's definitely had cheek implants, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. Um basically her face doesn't move from her lower lip up yes i agree like her her mouth moves that's about it the her lower lip moves yeah Mm -hmm. and it opens yeah her mouth opens because even when she smiles she doesn't really smile as much as like she just opens her mouth very wide yes it's a really scary video you guys i mean again very well done what did that what was that one line uh my body is wilting and then she pans immediately or cuts to an old man man, i was like fuck you (laughs) it's uh it's something like the world is spinning it wilts my body it wilts my body that was and they show this poor old man man. he's like i didn't sign up Um, for this shit i mean for as well as it's shot i'm gonna say that it's very on the nose um (laughs) yeah because like multiple points in the video, she's like, I look in the mirror every day. And then it's just like shots of like person, a looking woman in the looking mirror, in the mirror, a guy looking in the mirror, another person looking yes. in the mirror. And then it's like, I have gray hair. Yeah. She should like, like nine a people guy with gray in the hair mirror being like, Oh no, I've got gray hair. Right. It's like, there was no real thought to it outside of this is what I'm saying. And, and show that. Right. So I mean, it's a lot. And one of the things that I find interesting is that um you had said that you had seen some kind of negative comments you thought from maybe former cult members and those are gone they are gone but you will find several comments of people being like this is the most wonderful thing i've ever seen i love you and she replied 
replies. She actively she replies. replies. And I pointed out something um, interesting that I, I, I still think is interesting. That video has about 300,000 views and only 237 likes. It's because everyone's shocked and horrified <laughs> it's, and it's inspired. A bunch of people like us being like, the <laughs> fuck is going on? I will say that nearly every comment that was like, so beautiful, gorgeous, what a wonderful message was misspelled. Yes. And like, it not was to pretty, be a dick about I it. I can't but. stress enough. It was like visually pretty to oh, watch. It's gorgeous. It is incredibly it is well done. High production value. High production. Probably quality, shot on a red camera. Well done. Yeah, this is no iPhone shaky no, nonsense. Like, it's this well was, done. It was well done. And edited perfectly. Edited like, beautifully. You know, like all of the like color correction. Yes. Astounding. Yeah, it um it, it left me with a lot of questions. As as it should. I mean, I, I find it very unusual. It's really creepy. Honestly, I found it very creepy yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. She really bothers me. Anytime yes. it cut to her, I was uncomfortable. Well, here's the thing that I settled on around my third or fourth viewing. Because um, it took me a while to make it all the way through. Yeah. And then you and I just sat all the way through it. My jaw on the floor. Yes. <laughs> the whole time. Um, so the thing that I notice is, I don't know if you've watched the most current season of Twin Peaks. Yeah. All over it. Of course. Okay. So there's one part where he where Agent Cooper's like in an alternate dimension with what I think is supposed to be <gasps> Joni. Oh. And she keeps opening her mouth. Uh-huh. Josie, I'm sorry. Josie from the original. Right, okay. And she keeps kind of opening and closing her mouth but not really speaking. Yeah. That is what she looked like. Yeah. Like her mouth was like the same as that and I could not shake it. She's like, in the Black Lodge. Yes, she's in the Black Lodge. For sure. For sure. Thousand percent Black Lodge, Chevron Floors, she is there. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. She is the embodiment of the other arm. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Um so then it should probably concern you that many of the members of this cult, um ones that, you know, support that lady, uh are in public office. Guys, <laughs> not prepared for this. I know. So um it's around the time that they started getting really into film production that they also took an active interest in local Hawaiian politics, um, encouraging members to participate. No one took this mandate more seriously than the Gabbard family. Now, there are a ton of other families that have also run for office. There's a whole list. None of them were nearly as successful as the Gabbard family. Um, so you'll remember that Mike and Carol Gabbard were seen in the background of that video with the guru, like, slamming Christianity on public access television. Mm -hmm. So, Mike Gabbard, the family patriarch, has run for office multiple times, um, usually on an in-depth platform of anti-LGBT issues. Um, He tried to push an actual amendment through that would limit marriages to members of the opposite sex in Hawaii. Um, It has been overturned, obviously. But he consistently has run as a Republican and claims to be Catholic. So he actually... These people make no fucking sense. Right. Well, so he basically pretends that he's not a part of the cult. Okay. Um, largely. I see. So in 2006, 2007, he actually switched his party affiliation to Democrat, removed the anti-LGBT portions of his platform, or at least toned them down. And he is currently a member of the Hawaiian State Senate as of 2006, representing District 20. So he he has an office. Um, Carol Gabbard um, successfully obtained city and district positions on and off, usually representing school boards. But the most prominent member of the Gabbard family currently in office is Tulsi Gabbard. She's their daughter. And she is the current Congress representative for Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District. So, like, she's, like, federal, basically, not just state. Um, Oh, my God. She, like her father, switched parties, um, but she still maintains that she practices Hinduism. In fact, she's made a couple videos basically, like, celebrating Hindu holidays. Um, So kind of like if you've ever seen, like, 
when President Obama and his wife would film a video where it's like, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. It's like, it's not really our thing, right. but we wish you well. Right. Um, she does this a lot and she looks like a robot and I have to show this one to you. Please so do. we're going to do another where we're going to pause and then we'll come back. Perfect. So how do we feel about that? Well, first off, what I can say, she's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She's beautiful. And that vegetarian diet is working for her because her skin it's is working glowing. Wonders. Yes. She's beautiful. She's got great hair. That, yes. Mm-hmm. That being said, terrifying. Terrifying robot. Terrifying robot. And I mean, at first I was like, okay, she's bad at reading teleprompters yeah. or whatever. But then the longer I watched it, I was like, no, she's Does she scary. Blink? She never blinks. Yeah. She never blinks in any of those videos. And I was just like, robot. She's a robot. And just to bring it back, she was a registered Republican up until she won. Then she switched to Democrat. She ran as a Democrat. She ran as a Democrat okay. in 2012 was her first time running as a Democrat. But she had run previously in, I believe, um, 2004 and 2008 as a Republican. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, in I mean, in a way, it's it's almost like this is how they figured out that they were going to win. She's kind of dropped the LGBT portions of her platform. And when people ask her about it and about her father's Catholicism, she says that she and her father don't agree on everything. And that's her justification. So she basically would claim, I have changed my mind and I am living mm-hmm. differently from my father. I don't know that that's true. Although, I mean, when you think about it at the state level, you know, what else does she have to oppose LGBT wise? You know, I mean, maybe a bathroom bill possibly, but other than that, I mean, it's marriage, gay marriage is legal. There's nothing she can do about it. You know, is there any record of how she's been as a Congresswoman? Do people like her? Is she I mean, she seems to skew more conservative Mm -hmm. um, for a Democrat, I would say. But I mean, remember, with her emphasis on yoga and environmentalism and vegetarianism, she's going to seem to skew liberal in some areas, just Mm -hmm. no matter what, just based on the other things she believes. So I think she ends up being kind of a weird middling Senator, but they've, I believe elected her twice. So it's possible that she's just kind of good at her job, but it's worth mentioning that she is currently married to another cult member and the cult member she's married to is one of the ones that shoots those crazy videos of that lady. No way. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, she refuses to discuss the cult in public much like her mother and father. They, they don't deny the existence of it. They just don't talk about it at all. Like, people bring it up and they'll be like, why did you have to bring that up? And then they don't talk about it. (laughs) Why would you not bring that up? That'd be, like, the first thing. I feel like that's... I would... If I was her, I feel like I'd have to clear the air immediately. Clear the air. At least come up with something you know you're going to say every time. Yes. Be like, yeah, I grew up in a weird cult, but didn't we all grow up a little weird? Like, Aren't all families dysfunctional? Aren't all (laughs) dysfunctional? Hardy, har, har. Like, something. But she seems to have no real reason for not talking about it. Um, I did find pictures of her wedding, which did seem to be a cult wedding. It's also (laughs) worth noting that um, all of the Gabbard's campaigns consistently outpace the funding of their opponents, like by a long shot. And their list of donors reads as a who's who of the cult. So what were the wedding photos like? um, I mean, it looked like an Indian wedding with a lot of white people. Which, oh. I mean, is what most of yeah. the cult's pictures look, look like. like yeah. It's a bunch of white ladies and saris. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And she was actually married before, once before, to another cult member. Oh, Jesus. So she's now been married twice to two cult members. Um, so it would seem to me that she has not left the cult. No. But it does not necessarily seem to be impacting her decisions as a senator. No, clearly. Or a, a congresswoman. I well, good say. for her. Yeah, we'll see. Well done, Tulsi. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. Chris Butler, the leader of the cult, is still around. Uh, his paranoia has reached critical mass. So he currently has armed bodyguards. There's some photos of bodyguards with both Glocks and AR-15s. So that's a little unusual. That's a bit much. But... 
uh, that said, given the vitriol I've seen from former cult members, I'm wondering if he's fearing reprisal from somebody. Oh. It's possible. Um, there was one account, and the basis of the account differed, but people kind of all agreed on a couple key details um, of one of his bodyguards in New Zealand being killed during a small explosion on their compound. Oh, wow. So people kind of all agree on that part. Um, where there were many people who had like left the cult and then were just now talking to people who were leaving the cult more recently. And they were like, I'm sorry to tell you this person died. Uh, and it was in this explosion. It was said, um, that the explosion happened because he was attempting to build a bomb out of a fire extinguisher and failed. That's the only record anywhere of them trying to militarize or build bombs. For all we know, this was one crazy guy yeah. fucking around with a fire extinguisher. But it's it's interesting to note that there have been some explosives and uh, artillery as- associated with this cult. But even crazier than that, Chris Butler is extremely germaphobic, so much so that the entire interior of his, interior of his house is coated in aluminum foil. There are pictures of that. So we can post them because they're like around. And aluminum. And how does that prevent germs? I you can just no change goddamn idea. So essentially the picture is like him on like a white exercise ball, like a yoga ball uh, in all white. And he's like bouncing on it. And then in the background, you can see he's got like a white couch and then the walls and up to part of the ceiling are just coated in foil. And it's, like, clearly foil. (laughs) Like, it's not, like, insulation or something. Like, it's foil. Anyone who comes to his house is required to wear masks. Like, you know, SARS masks. Um, And according to a former cult aide, there's dehumidifiers constantly running. And it takes forever to find places for them to live if they ever have to move because he's so picky about his housing and then he requires a two-month disinfecting period whenever he moves to a new location. Yeah. That is no way to live. It's, it is bonkers. They're very litigious. They are insanely secretive. They seem to constantly want to hide that they even exist. Because they know what they're doing is weird. Yes. Yeah. So it's intensely secretive. Um, he is getting old, though. I mean, he would be in his late 60s, early 70s. You know, a little older than our parents. But um, so we'll see what happens. That's been the Science of Identity Fellowship. Well, well done. I know. It was a multimedia episode today. I know. I was into it. I'm going to have to post links to those yes. videos because they are bonkers yeah <laughs> like, those are amazing you guys check those most out crazy so i'll put those in the show notes but definitely worth checking out <sighs> yes so crazy that was a good one that was a good one i had a yeah. lot of fun with that one good well um if you guys think you're in a cult call a friend or family member outside of the cult call the police call a doctor uh call someone not in the cult and let them know what you think is going on and uh, oh, or go to www.cultwatch.org for more information. And remember, you can always dial 911. And don't drink the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm.